welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. And that's how it would have gone. There would have been joy and and celebrating and praise at the end of the meal. And then essentially Jesus said, do you though? And it kind of turned that quickly. Like, do you surrender all? You know, you say that, but, but one of you is going to betray me. One of you is going to deny me. And you say right here to my face that, that you're going to surrender all, but is that actually, is that actually what, what's going to happen? The day changes dramatically as Jesus starts to get real with them. And he leaves and he heads out to the garden. Luke 22, starting in verse 39. It says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives. This is a, a common occurrence for Jesus to go and pray at this place. And the disciples followed him. And on reaching that place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them and he knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed even more earnestly. His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he went back to his, his disciples. And he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you so, why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. And while he was still speaking, a crowd came up and a man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. We know kind of how the rest of the events unfolded from there. If we've read this story before. Have you ever looked back on a day and just been like, how did it get here? Right? Like, like, wow, that escalated quickly. Peter. Peter, you, you cut a guy's ear off. You know, you should probably lay low for a while. It went from the celebratory meal to his, the, their Messiah arrested and taken away to prison. What a dramatic turn a few simple hours can take. You see, the last 
two weeks have been really interesting in the life of the disciples and, and in what we see of Jesus. You see, the last two weeks in Scripture, we have seen more of Jesus' humanity than any other time in Scripture. Two weeks ago, Jesus wept over Lazarus' grave. We see Jesus at the triumphal entry, and after following the entry, he goes up onto the, to the city mount and looks out over the city and weeps for the city, for the sin, for what's about to happen and occur. Earlier this week, we see Jesus' righteous anger come out as he flips tables to purify the temple because they're selling and exploiting people using worship as a, as a means to exploit the poor. In these last few days or hours, Jesus knows that his leadership team is falling apart, that one will deny, one will re reject, others will doubt, one will betray. And in the garden, we see it all kind of start to bubble up. We see the anguish in his voice. Have you ever been in so much stress that it affected you? I know, I know that when, when I am dealing with a lot of stress, it, 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 it manifests itself physically and it manifests itself emotionally. Jesus, we don't think about Jesus' mental health very often. But Jesus was fully human. Jesus felt what we feel. And in this week, I think Luke is really trying to make sure that we know that Jesus is human, that Jesus feels in these moments. See, Jesus gets in so much stress that he, so much anguish that he even sweats blood. We don't know exactly whether Luke is, is just drawing a metaphor there. It says that his, his sweat fell like blood. We don't know if that's uh, kind of foreshadowing to uh, the crown of thorns on his head or if, or if that actually was a medical condition. But that's a real thing, that people do sweat blood. I, I practiced this word about 100,000 times in the mirror. Uh, it's called hematohydrosis. Uh, Doc, Doc Harper, you, you can correct me on that if you'd like. Um, but it occurs in individuals, it's very rare, but it occurs in individuals from extreme levels of stress. Around the sweat glands, there are multiple blood vessels that are woven in kind of a net-like form, and when they constrict, they burst into the sweat glands, and you actually sweat blood because of in the intense stress that you're under. Jesus knows stress. And I would say he even knows stress when, it, when things aren't going quite the way that he wants them to go. I know for me, when I get stressed, it's because I am out of control. Because the things in my life have piled up to some, some extent and, and I feel out of control. And I, I don't know that Jesus was ever out of control. But we see this beautiful prayer. 
we see, we see this, this human prayer where Jesus even has his own human will. He has his own desire and it doesn't quite line up with, with God's desire in this moment, with the plan that they've laid out before him. He says, this is what I want. I want for you to take this cup from me. I want there to be another way. I want to not have to go through with this. I want to, to not do all of this. And we see this wrestling with God in that one line that I think is so profound for us. Please take this cup from me. But then he switches in a moment. He says, I don't want my desires to get in the way of what you are doing. I acknowledge your goodness. I don't want my human will to get in the way of your divine perspective. It's important to see the difference between what I want and what God desires of me. How do I wrestle with an omnipotent God? You know, I reckon back to the story of Jacob. The story of Jacob is, is, a, is a really interesting story. Jacob is, is one who has always kind of taken what he wanted in life. He took his brother's inheritance. And we see this, this, this beautiful story in the Old Testament of, of Jacob actually wrestling with God, with Jesus, the manifest presence of God. And he's wrestling with him and, and wrestling with him. And, and he's beaten, he's broken, he's he actually dislocates his shoulder and, uh, and realizes that, that this, this man that he's wrestling with, this God that he's wrestling with is, is greater than he is, is stronger than he is, is, is more powerful than he is, has a greater insight, a greater wisdom, a greater knowledge than he does. And he switches in a moment from wrestling to clinging to Jesus. He says, I will not let you go until you give me your blessing. I will not let you go until you give me your blessing. Jesus switches from wrestling to clinging, but not my will, but yours be done. An author um, from the early 1900s, and his stuff's still around, so he must be fairly important, um, his name is J.R. Miller. He was a pastor and a prolific writer. He says this about this, this, this wrestling versus clinging. He says, we will not get victory in prayer until we cease our struggling, giving up our own will and throw our arms around the Father's neck in clinging faith. What can puny human strength take by force out of the hand of the omnipotence? Can we, can we wrestle blessing by force from God? It is never the violence of willfulness that prevails with God. It is the might of clinging of faith that gets the blessing and the victories. It is not when we press and urge our own will, but when, hum, but when humility and trust unite in saying, not my will, but thine. 
We are strong with God only in the degree that self is conquered and is dead, not by wrestling, but by clinging. Can we get the blessing? Jesus says, wrestles with God, take this cup. And then he sees God's goodness. He sees God's greatness. He sees God's strength and his omnipotence. And he moves from wrestling to clinging. But not my will, but yours be done. So church, as we enter into this journey, as we continue in this journey, I ask this question of you and I'll invite the band or Ryan to come back up. As we enter into the garden tonight, what is it that you need to stop wrestling with God about? That you need to drop and acknowledge God's goodness and finally cling to him and trust in him. Maybe it's a decision that you've been wrestling with God with and you just need to trust him. Maybe it's something that God is calling you to do and you know deep down that God's calling you and leading you that direction, but there's, there's roadblocks in your life that are keeping you back from, from going that direction, from, from leaning into trusting in God and clinging to his goodness. Maybe there's something that you fasted from during Lent and God is calling you to fully remove it from your life because it has a hold of you. Maybe it's fear or pride that keeps you from leading your family spiritually. Maybe it's an addiction or an attitude that you've been holding on to. As we take a few moments, as we sing this next song, uh, allow this song to kind of be one that you kind of sing to yourself, the, a, a moment of time of, of reflection our ushers will, will kind of tap your table on the shoulder throughout this song and release you into a, a few stations. The first one will ask a similar question to what, what I just asked. There's two, station, two of the first station, out, one out this way, out these doors, and one out around back into the, and into the garden. There's a second station where you'll, you'll converge together. There's a piece of paper that you get at the first station. Hold on to that. Write on it and then hold on to it. And you'll take it with you to the second station that's right underneath the awning going into the commons. And you can read a little bit about that. And then we'll close together in the commons. There's, some, there's a paper on the welcome desk that you can grab and just grab that and take it to your seat and kind of work, just kind of begin to work through it as a kind of a prayer journey. And then we'll end together in the commons. Um, but as we sing this last song, uh, take a moment just to kind of reflect. What is it that you need to stop wrestling with God about? That you need to drop and acknowledge God's goodness and finally cling to him in trust. Amen.